Okay, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. David? Yeah, not, not to ask for your legal expertise, but if uh, Lyle Collins with his temporary injunction, if, if he is cleared, what would his status be as potentially joining the team? playing when he would play that just the logistics you know we really haven't talked much about it just because of you know the ongoing situation you know just the uncertainty of everything so uh, so as of right now there's not a plan in place you know for this week but we'll just keep evaluating it how has Steele played in the games that he's had to play for I think Terrence has played well. Um, he's, you know, he's, you look at the matchups that he's gone through, and you know, starting with week two, uh, he's he's graded out very well. And I think, like anything, you know, we talk about this a lot when we talk about offensive line. I, I think such a huge part of it is consecutive starts, you know, with your with your offensive line, and you can see the right side is is getting better. You know, the cohesiveness between him and Zach, and uh, but. I think he's put together a nice, a couple of nice games. What type of conditioning is this Collins in? I mean, I know he can't practice with y'all, but you talk about this conditioning, what he's doing. I think he's done a good job when he was away from here. Um, so that's that's the feedback that I get from Harold and Britt. So uh, I feel I feel good about where he is. Amari was talking about the state program yesterday and mentioned how helpful the mental conditioning side of it was. When did you add mental conditioning to the state program, and why? Uh, we added it last year. Um, it's just you know it's part of what stay is about. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a mode of regeneration. You know, obviously not just physically but mentally and emotionally. So uh, it's it's been part of our program since last year. Is that something that y'all will confer with Chad on what message the team needs this week, or if he decides on his own? Do I? I'm sorry, I missed the first part. Amari was saying that Chad would give them a different yes. message every week. Is that something that you and he get together and? Here's what we need, or how do you decide? Yeah, all the messaging is coordinated. Uh, Chad does a phenomenal job. Um, he's back a little earlier than he probably wanted to be, you know, full time from the Yankees. Uh, so, uh, saw him, he flew in this morning, so saw him earlier. But yes, that's uh, it's all part of a, the plan, you know, the week, and he's just trying to, you know, emphasize and trigger and, and just make sure our guys are getting what they need. As a Red Sox fan, I think he's back just on time. <laughs> well, good. I mean, I'm glad this platform can be, you know, <laughs> fandom for baseball. That's awesome. Yeah, we're very eclectic operation here. Uh, Cooper and Elliot and uh, Gregory came through yesterday. Okay, look like definitely. Yeah, I mean, we obviously had the mock game today, so uh, they'll participate in that, and, and I don't foresee them having any challenges tomorrow. Probably don't have any hard and fast rules because it depends on the time of the year and the injury. But when a player has been out for three, four weeks or more, a prolonged period, do you normally at least want to see them go through a full week of practice before you talk about putting them back into a game? Or what are your guidelines when you look at that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you got to be cognizant of it. Um, you know, I think you, you know, on the other extreme, you look at Chauncey Goldstein, you know, what's, what, what he was able to do. Um, but, you know, there's. You know, I, I really want to you know commend our our, our strength and conditioning and, and our training staff. You know, if you watch Britt work these guys and Harold and and, and the whole staff, you know it's uh, they, they do a really good job of staying on top of these guys and you know football simulated movements and you know some of the things that are in place training wise that, that they've done here for a long time. They do a really good job of you know getting guys game ready. You know, in the non football team activities. So I think that's a real strength of our of our program. So uh, that'll definitely be part of the decision. 
Mike, what's the genesis of your of the state program for you? I think you told us before you felt like you ran a team into the ground. I don't know if that was in training camp or during the season one year. Like, what, what kind of said, okay, I need to change this and, and look at this operation and how it goes? Well, I think like all of us in professional sports, I mean, the, 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 the injuries you really have to take a hard look at, especially in season, is the soft tissue. And, you know, and that's that, that was the driving force. Um, you know, you're always trying to train your team, you know, the best possible way, you know, as they go into each and every game, you know, that that's part of the decision making. So um, I just, you know, at the time, uh, you know, when you look at regeneration, you know, everything was done individually in an outsourced mindset and coaching a young football team each and every year. The conversation um, was started was well, you know, we have to do this in house because we, we got we got all these young players. Uh, you're in a town that may not have the resources that other major cities have. Um, so how how can we do a better job of of you know uh, having a period of regeneration built into the working schedule? Because you know the norm uh, in my time in the league until the state program started. Was all these things, you know, the mod extra modalities and everything were done outside of, you know, outside of the organization. So uh, the thought was to bring it in inside and and take it to our block and and put it towards you know regeneration and and who can do that better than the Dallas Cowboys? So I mean that's that's all part of the thinking. Uh, the players appreciate it. Um, it. It enhances their opportunity to you know come off of a really hard practice on Thursday and. You know, and then and how we take it into Saturday and into the game is uh, we feel has been beneficial and helps our performance. How would you assess how the Irish has played so far this year? I think he's done some really good things. I thought he clearly played better last week than he did the week before. But you know, Ty Tyler's uh, continue to grow, and I think you know as these games we get further into the year, you know, hopefully there may not be as many as unscottable looks and, you know, just more anticipation in the, in the preparation phase that, you know, the, of the other things you're actually going to see on Sundays, you know, I, th I think that helps, but, you know, I think he's, I think he's off to a good start. Luna Wills, he has an offensive line background coaching in this league. When you hired him, was that a big part of the draw for, for you and how have you seen that manifest in the way that the tight ends have played? Well, if you ever had a chance to interview him and talk football with him, I think, and you know, he's he has some people in his background that that, I, that I've worked with and have a lot of respect for. So um, he he does an excellent job, and I, I think you have to remember the tight ends. You know, you know, next to the quarterback, probably have the second most responsibility because of their responsibility both in the run and the protection and the pass game. So I mean, they're they're part of all three phases in a, in a primary role. Of our offense, and uh, and he does a phenomenal job. He's an excellent teacher, tireless worker, uh, very passionate about you know the coaching profession, and, and loves his guys. And, and I think he's created a, a tremendous environment for that that tight end room. Dan was talking about an exercise he did with the defensive players, where they each went around and wrote for each other what they wanted from each other on the team. What did you think of that exercise, and how key is it to have those identified roles and remembering what you're? No, I loved it, and, and it was, you know, and it was uh, impressive to read them. And, and I, I really, uh, I really respected the candidness of, of each player towards one another, and because you, you could see the list of each each you know player and coach in the room that day, you know how consistent uh, the message was for for each individual. So there there wasn't uh, 
you know, it wasn't a wide range of opinions of their teammates. So I think that tells you a number of things. I, I think that tells you the connection that they have in the room, uh, to the honesty they have and in, in continuing to try to grow. And, and I think like anything, when you put it in writing and you, you can reference it, um, you know, it's real. And I think the person that the individual, when he reads that about himself, too, I mean, what a, you know, what a great self-evaluation tool to, to look to. So I thought the exercise was awesome. Coaches were involved in the exercise in terms of they had a part that was passed along well? Absolutely, yes. Just defensive or were you part of that? It was just the defensive defensive room. Is that what you feel about us when we put it in writing? <laughs> well, that's it. I, I guess Rich didn't tell you. That's what we're going to do next here, right? Man? As soon as you turn that camera off, we can get real candid here. We've got 10 minutes. Good. Good. Good.